0: Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors and more discussing important topics in higher education, research and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are visiting with Baylor University President Dr. Linda Livingstone as the 2021-2022 school year draws to an end in the next couple of weeks. There's been a lot to celebrate and uh, even more to celebrate as we're approaching the fifth anniversary of President Livingstone's rearrival back to Baylor as, uh, as president in 2017. It's been an exciting time and I know a busy time, President Livingstone. So thanks so much for joining us today.
1: I'm happy to be with you, Derek. It's a fun time of the year and great to talk about
0: it with everyone. Well, there's a lot going on and and I'm curious for you if you if you were to run into a colleague for from another institution and they said, well, what's the spring semester been like for you at Baylor? What would you what would you say?
1: The first thing I would say is it's actually been a very normal semester, Mm -hmm. Uh, the first sort of truly normal semester we've had, I think, uh, for the last two years. And so that's been a lot of fun for everyone on campus. our students, our faculty and staff, and even for the community around us. So I think that would be uh, the first thing I would say about the spring semester. And then I would say, uh, I think it's been a very productive semester for us, just in terms of the work that continues academically, the ongoing uh, success of our athletic teams, the watching our students uh, finish up their degrees and get ready to go out into the world. And uh, it's it's been a very productive and I think fun semester for everybody.
0: Well, what do you enjoy most about this time of year, whether it's this year specifically or in general?
1: One of the things you notice when you walk across campus this time of the year is how many students are out taking graduation pictures. You know, they've got their robes on and they've got family with them. And that's just a real joy because. That's what we're here for is to graduate students, send them out into the world and make a difference. And so uh, they're just so joyful and you get to hear their stories about where they're going and what they're going to do. So uh, that's uh, really one of the most joyful parts of this time of the year. And then even our students that aren't graduating, uh, what they're gonna do this summer, you know, whether it's you know being a camp counselor or doing an internship or doing international travel or uh, working. Um, it's great to just hear what they're going to do, how they're going to use their summertime. And, um, and it's, it's, everybody's really looking ahead when you get towards the end of the semester, which is great.
0: Visiting with president Livingstone. And uh, there's been a lot that uh, we're, we're celebrating now. You know, we talked uh, at the end of December when Baylor reached our one recognition recently able to celebrate with, uh, with Baylor faculty uh, more officially, but what's it been like for you to enjoy sharing in that, that with Baylor faculty over the course of this semester?
1: Well, it's been really exciting because it it was a big lift for us. One, frankly, as everyone knows, we were kind of surprised we got to by December of this year and anticipated it about three years down the road. And so I think faculty, rightly so, were very proud of the accomplishment and the work that they did. And and it's an accomplishment campus wide. It took staff to support faculty. It takes faculty doing great research. It takes faculty teaching. it takes all of that to get us to this point. And so uh, it's really fun to talk to faculty about it, but you know, I'm amazed how many students have commented on it. And uh, I heard one story about a young man that was at a baseball game and we were playing TCU and they're not an R1 institution. And he started an R1 cheer at the baseball game. And so I'm that's like, man, great. that's like really awesome that students are that aware of what's going on and what it means. And that we were and TCU wasn't so uh, anyway it was it was fun and uh and we're we had a wonderful time celebrating with faculty and thanking them for just their tremendous focus on this even in the midst of the last two years that have been so trying with COVID and everything.
0: Well you know that that's one team win and another one that certainly tied into our one, our one uh designation was, was give light. We surpassed the 1.1 mm-hmm. billion dollar uh, mark over the course of this semester uh, so many people uh, sewed into that. Well, what, what does it mean to celebrate with people who made that happen and see its impact as really right now and in years ahead? Yeah. Well, this year is the first year uh, in the last three, really, that we've gotten to do our big end of year giving
1: celebration. And, and that was a real joy as well, because we bring donors together with students that they're supporting. But uh, what a joy to do that and to see, I think over 80,000 members of the Baylor family that have contributed so far to the Give Light campaign. And you really only have success in a campaign that large and that significant with uh, if the entire family comes alongside you. And we had huge gifts, up to $100 million. And we had very small gifts, you know, $10 gifts. And every single one of those matters. And it really showed uh, the deep love and commitment Baylor family has for Baylor and their deep desire to help us to continue to improve and get better and accomplish our goals and illuminate. And so it's fun to get to celebrate that. And while we reach that $1.1 billion mark, we're continuing to move forward. We've still got lots of work to do to support our faculty and our staff and our students uh, to continue to make Baylor a better place.
0: Visiting with President Livingstone and, and, and President Livingstone, another, uh, another thing to celebrate is the number of uh, scholarships that our students are receiving, these internationally competitive, very prestigious scholarships. 13 Fulbrights this year, a previous university high was seven. There's been a Truman and a Goldwater Scholarship one. Probably by the time people listen to this, we'll have more added added to the list. But what what does that mean when you see those releases and meet the students who, who have earned these?
1: Well, we, of course, are extremely happy for those individual students that have been recognized in that way. And if you've read any of their materials or you've met any of them, they are impressive young people. And it helps you to understand the quality of what we do at Baylor, the quality of students that we bring here. But I think it's also just an affirmation to the community, to our faculty that are working with students, um, that what they're doing on our campus is producing students that can compete at the highest levels nationally and internationally with anybody anywhere else in the country from an academic perspective. And um, so thrilled with the uh, uh, kind of engaged learning office that supports this effort. And I think we're gonna continue to see these numbers grow in the future as we continue to grow the quality of our student body, the quality of uh, the academic enterprise here and the research that we're doing.
0: That's fantastic. So much to celebrate. You know, I didn't even ask you yet about, you know, every day we see the construction of the uh, new Welk, the new visitor's center. Um, I know behind Robinson Tower, we're going to seeing movement for the new new basketball pavilion. How, how is it for you to see these facilities uh, begin to take shape?
1: Well, it is so exciting. The Herd Center, you know, I've seen all the plans and everything, but it's like, wow, that's like a huge facility. And it's going to be so spectacular right there on Interstate 35, Uh, right across the river from the football stadium and of course it will be kind of catty corner to the new basketball pavilion and it just shows that we're continuing to make progress we're continuing to find ways to better meet the needs of our students our faculty our staff and the Baylor family and um, and it's just going to provide us with more and more opportunities uh, to bring people together to tell them about Baylor and to uh, help us move forward in really significant ways. Now, this is not our project, but I did hear last week that they think I-35 is going to be done by the end of this calendar year. That may be the most exciting thing that (laughs) happens in construction in Waco in a long time. And that will just make those projects we're doing along the interstate uh, much better and easier to access and everything. So it's an exciting time to, to see all this work happening.
0: Well, uh, you, you'll get a hearty amen from, I'm sure, me and a lot of other people uh, when uh, when they see that uh, eventually done and, and wide open and really flowing in the fruits of that, uh, of, of that improvement as we visit with President Livingstone. And, and President Livingstone, let, let's shift gears uh, a little bit because uh, it's a significant uh, anniversary. It's been, been just over five years since you were announced as Baylor's 15th president, April of 2017. And then it's been just under five years since you took office, you took over. A- you know, it's an understatement. There's been so much that's happened during that time. So I would, I, it'll be fun to revisit some big moments here of your your time as a, as president over the next few minutes. But as we start out, I want to ask you: uh, a half decade. Does it? How, how does that feel to you? Does it feel like more or less? Or
1: well, I think you know, obviously, I came in at a fairly difficult time for the university, and so I think if I could go back and tell myself anything, I would say uh, you're going to get through this, and as good as you want it to be, it's probably going to actually end up better than what you expect it <laughs> to be uh, because the Baylor family is so amazing. And we kind of knew that at the time, but, uh, but you don't really know how it's going to play out. And so I would go back and encourage myself and I would encourage the Baylor people that it is going to get lots, lots better, much more quickly than we could anticipate. And it's going to be really good for Baylor and for the community.
0: Well, let's look back at a few of those those big moments here over the last five years. Now, now this is my best attempt to capture the big moments. If I miss okay. anything, or if you have anything to add, you can uh, you can please uh, please let it let us know. So, uh, the first one is you know thinking back to your inauguration. The world needs a Baylor casting that vision at, at your inauguration. So, you look back. What are some of the ways that Baylor has has lived up to that calling to that vision?
1: Well, I mean, we talked about those scholarship recipients. And if you think about the quality of students that we are producing, the quality graduates that we're producing who have been sort of raised through an educational environment infused with our Christian uh, views and values, uh, that's critical to the world. And those young people are going out and gonna make a huge impact in the world, probably the most important impact. So I think that's been fabulous. Um, The world needs the research that our faculty are doing. And if you look at the progress our faculty have made in the last uh, five years in the quality and breadth and depth of research, the research grants we're getting, the faculty that we're hiring, they're going to be doing amazing things in the years ahead. That research is going to make a difference in the world in really significant ways. Um, I think we're seeing more and more folks on our campus being asked to be Involved in national and international organizations and having a voice in things that are done, whether it's in academics or in healthcare and business or in other ways in education. Uh, So I think uh, we're becoming even more and more respected in that regard. And then, kind of in the more fun side of things, we've had a great run athletically and uh, it brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. And frankly, the visibility of our athletics programs uh, on the national stage that when they compete so well, And represent our Christian mission so well, uh, you know, the world needs that. And and Baylor has a real ability to impact uh, because of the visibility that athletics gives us. So there's lots and lots of reasons the world needs a Baylor. But at the end of the day, I think it's mainly about our people. The world needs the kinds of people Baylor has, whether it's our students or faculty and staff, and the impact that they're having in the world.
0: You know, President Levine Stone, you look back uh, to when you came here, obviously there were some big things on the plate and it's a good time to talk about it as April months marks, uh, the month of April, excuse me, marks Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And we've experienced a, pur- a purposeful culture shift in our approach to sexual assault and support for those impacted by it. When you look at that, what areas of that culture shift and the work put into getting their stand out is most meaningful to you?
1: Well, I think probably first and foremost is that we are willing to acknowledge that this is a really important issue on our campus and one we have to deal with, and we're willing to talk about it and, uh, and have really honest, open conversations about sexual assault issues, the impact it has on our students, how we prevent it. Um, and then, frankly, we've changed uh, a lot of infrastructure. We've changed policies and procedures. We've strengthened, uh, whether it's our Title IX office, our EES Equal Employment office, our civil rights office, Uh, We do much, much more in in education and training. Uh, And then I just think uh, because people are more willing and open to talk about it, we're we're doing so much better at reporting and following up on those reports um, and and hope that we can even get better at that so that anyone on our campus that feels like uh, they've been um, assaulted or mistreated in some way knows that they can trust the system to address their issues and to listen and to help them work through them. So um, it's one of these areas where you're never done and you've got to always keep improving and learning and changing. Uh, But uh, I'm really proud of the institution and our people for all they've done over the last really probably six or seven years uh, to address these issues.
0: Visiting with President Livingstone, looking back at five years of her presidency 2018, the Illuminate vision was launched. We're, we're seeing the fruit of that now. But what, when you look back at uh, that, what, what is some of the important work that went into craft, into crafting that collective vision?
1: Well, I think the most important thing that was part of crafting it and then that's come out of that is that it brought alignment to our focus as an institution. So our board is bought into Illuminate. My team and I are bought into Illuminate, the deans and then down through the faculty and staff. And when you have alignment on direction and purpose, it is much easier to focus your resources, focus your time and talent and energy to get things done. And I think that is part of the reason that we've been successful was because we all came together, got behind that, and were aligned in the direction that we needed to go and how we needed to direct our energies.
0: Just three and a half years after the launch of Illuminate, Baylor reached R1, and that was only one part of it, but uh, it just speaks to the uh, success of that for sure. So another uh, another launch that came shortly thereafter, as we talked about, fueled that in some ways, was, was Give Light. Uh, in, in what ways has uh, that uh, fueled and strengthened the future?
1: Well, we would not be able to accomplish what we are with Illuminate without pairing that with the tremendously successful campaign we've had in Give Light. And- You know that's helped us raise scholarship dollars so that we can really do everything we can and continue to make progress there to ensure that students who should be at Baylor, that need to be at Baylor, that want to be at Baylor, can afford to be here. So that's critically important and been an important part of that campaign. The money we've raised to endow for endowed chairs, I think we're up to about 19 endowed chairs now. Initially with the Foster Academic Challenge and now with the Baylor Academic Challenge, game changer complete game changer for us. As I said before, we had like three endowed chairs at three million or more before we started this. we've added 19. We're continuing that process. We already have probably four or five of those faculty on campus and more will come in the next uh, three to five years. And they're they're the top scholars in their fields in the country and that's helping in the classroom in our research, bringing in research dollars, helping our academic profile, and just enriching academic life on campus. Uh, and that would not have happened without the Give Life campaign. And then we talked about the facilities plans earlier, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, that campaign is making it possible for us to really continue to change the physical face of our campus. And that will continue as we move into the next phase of Illuminate, as we uh, continue to remodel our residence halls, as we really build out the Honors College space, in addition to the projects we've already mentioned. Um, and so it's it's exciting. It, again, it shows the uh, deep love of the Baylor family for Baylor and wanting us to continue to advance and move forward. And again, without the Give Light campaign, Illuminate would not have been able to be as successful at the rate it has been uh, in this period of time.
0: You, you mentioned President Livingstone, uh, Baylor students and the strength of the student body. It's become even more academically accomplished, diverse. We've seen more graduate students and really there's a lot of superlatives. Those are just a few. And we look back particularly amidst the challenges of the last few years. How have we been able to uh, continue to do that and grow that in exciting ways?
1: Well, I think it's really important that uh, you set that as a priority. Uh, our students are of the highest priority on this campus uh, that we ensure their safety and health and well-being. And even as we went through COVID, I mean, we, we said at the beginning of COVID that we want to ensure the safety and health and well-being of our students and faculty and staff. We want to give them as normal of experience as we possibly can while keeping them safe. And we want to come out on the backside of COVID uh, stronger than we went in on the front side. And I believe that we've accomplished all of those things. And I think that because we did that, we were able to do things that other universities didn't Uh, We certainly had more flexibility in Texas than some other states did. And so I think it was really important to the experience of our students. And we heard over and over from many of our students that what we were able to do on this campus while keeping students safe and healthy uh, was a much more normal experience, even in the depths of COVID, uh, than what many of their friends saw at other institutions. And so I just, it's a huge credit to our faculty and staff, to those that helped lead us through uh, the health, our health management team that led through that, um, and I think again it shows uh, how much at Baylor we care about the people, and uh, and when you care about your people and do things to support your people, um, I think it it helps strengthen you over time, and particularly during really difficult times.
0: Well, so many people put in a lot of hard work to maintain that environment over the last couple of years, and that was actually one of the uh, areas to, uh, to to discuss, and you covered that well, along with athletics and the impact of uh, Give Light and, and R1 as well, and just so many fun things to look back over the course of your five years as, as president and president Livingstone as we head into the final couple of minutes I, I want to ask you to if you could reflect a little bit on you know those are a lot of exciting things that Baylor has done managed to stay on you know to use the sports metaphor to stay on offense and go after high level goals for the future while having to play some defense as it relates to, to COVID and so many things that were were unexpected you know, not every institution has been able to do that as well as as, as Baylor. From from your standpoint, uh, how have we been able to do that? What, what what factors have made that possible?
1: Well, I mentioned alignment earlier, and I think that happened not just around our strategic plan, but around how we handled COVID and many other things. So that alignment, and that alignment is driven very deeply by our mission as a Christian institution, and I do think those underlying values as a Christian institution about Um, you know, care and concern, loving your neighbor, seeking to be good stewards of what God has given you, really critical to us because we have those foundational values that drive everything that we do. And so I think that's been critically important to us, as well as having really exceptional people providing leadership, whether it was our health management team, whether it's my president's council, whether it's our deans, department chairs, uh, that have been critical in our success over this time.
0: One, well, you know, I know the people are a, a big part of it, certainly. And I'm curious, you know, Baylor is a large, diverse organization in a very changing, changing landscape. What, what's what's one thing that stood out to you? You know, you're an organizational scholar, so you you've studied these uh, this topic well over the course of uh, of your career. But I'm curious, uh, well, what stands out to you about what it takes to to do that. And whoever is in stewardship throughout the university, or even in their own roles, wherever there might be listening to this, what's something that they could take away?
1: Well, you know, there's a lot of things I could say in response to that question. But I do think one of the things that's really important for leaders as you go through really difficult times is to be really honest um, with your organization about what you're going through, the hard stuff, the good stuff what you know you can do and what you're not sure about what you can do. I think we tried to do that during the pandemic uh, and we communicated a lot. When there's uncertainty and fear in a system, the more you can communicate about what you're doing, why you're doing it, um, I think the better off you are. And then frankly, just being real authentic and genuine with people. Uh, and, and having empathy for what they're experiencing and where they are as they go through a lot of these things. And so, um, so I think it's really about being an authentic leader, about uh, caring deeply about people uh, to help them walk through these difficult times and keeping them focused on the things that are most important as you go through them.
0: Well, we've seen that for sure. Well, President Livingstone, thank, thank you so much for your time and happy anniversary. Happy uh, happy five years at Baylor and look forward to, to what's ahead.
1: Thanks so much, Derek. It has been a blessing to be here for five years. I can't wait for the next
0: five. We're excited to see. Congratulations. Thank you so much on that. President Linda Livingstone, our guest today here on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor for Connect Shares.